Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the NBM show Breakaway Sessions. The next online event will take place October 14 and will explore all things custom gifts, including personalization and customization with engraving, sublimation, digital printing, apparel, transfers, sand carving, substrates, and more. So check out the custom gift session by visiting thenbmshow.com to register for free. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Graphics Profiles. I'm David McNeil, and you're listening to lucky episode number 10, which means we've covered a variety of topics in the custom graphics industry by now. Um, Everything, you know, from from how to make a hype video for products, to selecting the right rap for the job, to clever marketing techniques. Listen to past episodes either at graphicspro.com or Apple or Spotify to catch up. And so, with such a variety of topics, what better guest to have than Brayden Todd? The the amount of hats he wears is unending. Sand carving, laser engraving, you name a technique, he's probably done it. On this episode, we dive into getting around supply chain issues and the deciding factors behind picking up new equipment, as well as hot custom gifts for the holidays. So, let's get into it. Braden, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So you're just coming down from the mountains uh, not too long ago? Yeah, I spent about four days up in the mountains and kind of uh, backpacking in, camping, and just uh, escaping everything. It helps you kind of reset and forget everything that's been going on for 2020. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's just been so wild. You you almost feel like your shop is 2020 prepared because you kind of do it all. You have a lot of different equipment like sand carving, CO2, laser engraving, large format and traditional size machines, fiber laser, UV LED machine. Tell me, like, how has that allowed you to expand into different markets and grow your business? So it's allowed us to expand into markets because uh, basically each machine was a building block for specific tasks and jobs that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then we knew we needed the machine to do that. Once we got it in, we were able to kind of play with the machines more, get to know them more, and then find other abilities and capabilities that we could do with it. And then basically branch out into other markets. So instead of just being strictly engraving, we're able to go to signage industry items and then also going into large format industrial laser cutting and printing. Mm -hmm. So it kind of helped us expand out that way and I guess diversify the shop. Yeah. Well, and, and what percentage would you say, you know, most of your work is right now? Oh, it's a mix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would be great if we could say everything was an even 20% here, 20% there, and then add it up to like the nice 100%. But uh, it fluctuates week to week. And okay. that's the joy of having so many different pieces is because you can kind of bank on the other ones. When one side gets a little slower, you can pick up on the other side and then help keep the shop moving forward at all times. And how do you kind of market that all-in-one shop idea? (laughs) Uh, It's a lot of word of mouth and never saying we can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So no is something that never really comes out of your mouth. (laughs) It doesn't exist, no. (laughs) So 
Okay, so what's one thing you're most confident in? I mean, is it your design aspect or like just your ability to adapt to all these different things? It, it, it is quite remarkable. I want to say it's a combination, honestly, because we have the ability to design anything in-house and produce it in-house, but without understanding materials and how to be flexible with them and open to trying different materials, different substrates, Mm -hmm. you kind of get locked into, I guess, one train of thought. Um, So by being able to design our own pieces and produce them, we're a lot more able to, I guess, expand out further uh, and kind of break the mold weekly. So what's the one thing that you're kind of working on I mean, the most this week? <laughs> so right now would be more so wholesale award blanks for other engraving shops and kind of expanding out to help other shops to grow with what we've already established. But right now, my main focus is going to be looking at uh, custom ornaments for the 2020 holiday season. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, uh, for those, you know, graphic professionals that specialize in custom gifts, um, why is now a great time to ramp up production? (laughs) Because the inventories are in stock. (laughs) (laughs) That's often a good reason. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So since you're starting early, the, uh, the supply chain hasn't really taken that big of a hit yet. You have more inventory open to you and you can kind of tailor where you want to go with these items for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you start in October, November, everything's getting a little bit more picked over and mm. you're kind of pushed into one direction. So right now you can kind of plan where you want to go and start being able to forecast where you'll end up for the holiday season. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so tell me, you know, what are some target markets in the current economy that custom gift professionals can kind of shoot for? So right now, with the way everything is going, everyone's stuck at home. Everyone is either like working from home or uh, kids are learning from home now. So where I'm trying to focus is on the home-based items. Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you have a home office, something to make that home office a little bit more warm and welcoming. Um, and then also going into the holiday season, more home decor for to kind of show the holiday spirits and kind of help raise morale a little bit. Yeah. And then another one that we're starting to see already picking up are corporations reaching out for custom gifts for their employees. Oh. Extra thank yous. <laughs> yeah. Tell me uh, what kind of items are they asking for? So today it is uh, copper mugs, actually, with uh, logos engraved. Oh, sure. So yeah. yeah. Doing the fiber laser. <laughs> doing the fiber laser. Okay. <laughs> It seems a lot of uh, drinkware items, the stainless steel tumblers, uh, JDS has the polar camels that are great and uh, generally in a really good supply, Uh, but then also bottle openers and custom openers, uh, custom ornaments as well, Uh, Mm kind of the smaller, easy to give gifts. Yeah. No, that makes sense. If you don't mind, I'd like to go into you know some of the other supplemental services you offer. Can you tell me a bit more about those? So we have a wide range of things that we do here. Some of the supplemental ones that uh, I enjoy doing um, revolve around aerospace, uh, medical device cutting, even B2B cutting. Uh, we've picked up other plastic suppliers and distributors and started doing all of their laser cutting 
for them so that now they just uh, they sell it and then outsource it to us. We do the wholesale cutting for them and then they handle the rest of it. Mm. And then also PPE. So making face shields and other items for the hospitals, schools, businesses. There's just a huge realm right now of uh, folks that need help. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, can you kind of just walk me through what that PPE was like for you this year? It was unreal. We went from almost never dealing with pet G to trying to source 20 to 30 pallets of pet G at a time. And then the out of stock started happening rapidly and you were planning two to three months out trying to uh, tweak how your designs would work between thicknesses because the O2O pet G was hit first and then gone. So then you had to redesign a little bit to use the O3O and then into O4O mm-hmm. and kind of just planning that way and then uh, running face shields. And we were cutting face shields solid for the first three months of the pandemic, I believe. And I want to say we were right around 1200 face shields a shift. Whoa. So, a shift being how long? Eight hours. Wow. Oh and my God. Nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible, though. I mean, I lost track. (laughs) It it seems like everything gets kicked into high gear. You're managing um, just all of it. Yes. And even then with the employee realm, it got a little tricky because some folks didn't feel comfortable coming to work anymore. So then it fell down to just one to two employees and Mm -hmm. using split shifts and overtime. But we were lucky that we didn't have to close down and we're able to become an essential business rapidly and then keep supplying material to other companies as well. So they could produce their PPE while we're producing ours at the same time and keeping all of our employees working still. That's great. Uh, congratulations on that. You know, that's that's a tough uh, balance beam to walk, it sounds like. It was. It was. I'm glad to be on this end of it now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and you know, you mentioned the drop in supplies. I thought that was a really interesting subject. But um, can you tell me about the current state of the supply chain now and what got you interested yourself getting into the wholesale side? So the current state is volatile. <laughs> to, <say that> even, <laughs> okay. to put it nicely, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, even currently, uh, your clear acrylics are still mm. a little bit harder to get, um, especially yeah. in the eighth inch, quarter inch thicknesses. Mm-hmm. And that's because with all the businesses reopening, they needed to buy the barriers for sneeze guards and separating cashiers from employees. So that hit the market extremely hard and extremely quickly. So those thicknesses have been hard to get. They're still a little hard to get, but as a spinoff result, now the colored acrylics are starting to take a hit because the factories have switched from producing the colored acrylics to trying to replace the clear acrylics. So now there's just a solid hit all across the board. <laughs> wow. And so what's the answer? I mean, what do you what do you do now? Uh, so if you're trying to design an award and you wanted to use quarter inch acrylic, look at going a little thicker and because those thicknesses weren't used for the barricades as much. So they're still sure. in stock more so. Mm-hmm. And then if you can uh, separate out, like if you wanted to make a barricade, say – make a barricade and use the panel out of clear. But then if you can switch out the legs to save your clear acrylic, mm-hmm. use either a colored acrylic or even um, wood sheets for the legs. And then that'll help offset how much clear material you have to use. 
Absolutely. Well, and when it comes to working with clients, are you asking for awards, acrylic awards rather, are you kind of steering them maybe to consider a different type of material? Well, that's the joy of diversifying in the shop. Um, (laughs) We're able to use wood, stainless steel, and then the colored acrylics. And we still do have uh, some stock of the clear acrylics just because we've been planning ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. So we can kind of switch them through different materials as needed, pending the inventory levels. Yeah. So would your advice to other shops be to look into diversifying more? Always. One thing that I've always looked at with our shop is that if you're an award shop and you're offering the same thing all the time, generally you're almost the same as what the other shops are. If you can diversify your offerings, that separates you. Mm -hmm. So always look for something new. Always look for a new material and don't be afraid to kind of tackle that challenge uh, because it will set you apart and make you more noticed throughout the industry. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it it really does address the supply chain challenges, you know, and being able to cover this, that and the other. There's definitely that balance to be walked. But, you know, how how long have you been doing this now? Ooh. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So in the Boulder area, we have been here for about 12 years now. Mm -hmm. And then um, I always knew I wanted to get into some type of glass work. And whenever I was Mm -hmm. 17, I taught myself how to do stained glass, ran with that for a while until I could uh, afford my sandblasting equipment. Mm -hmm. So that would be too many years. Hey, taking a quick break to say thanks again to our sponsor, The NBM Show Breakaway Sessions. Go to thenbmshow.com to find out more about all of our upcoming online events. The next session on October 14, Custom Gifts, Tap Into the Holiday Market, features a kickoff discussion panel with Braden Todd, Bob Hagel, Billy Willis, Gary Barker, Jeremy Picker, Josh Bender, and Ren George. Registration is free, and we look forward to seeing you there. And now, back to Braden. So then it, it just kind of came about that like people would come in and ask for a different thing. Maybe you didn't know how to do it, but you couldn't say no and you wanted to find out more, right? Exactly. And it justified a new machine purchase. Yeah. yeah so I would purposely take on jobs that we couldn't fully do, but if we had X, Y, or Z machine that we could do it uh-huh. and then justify that new machine with that, get it in-house and then figure out how to pack it out beyond just that job. Well, did multiple requests have to come in before you decided to make that purchase or was it you did the market research you said we've only had one or two asks for this let's go ahead and do it and advertise it yeah usually it took one (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I don't like not being able to do something well and uh, being a smaller shop I had to compete with the large factories that could do absolutely anything. So Mm. as soon as I had an opportunity to gain more capabilities, I jumped on it. Sure. And then just kept running with it. And as soon as other customers saw the new machinery or heard about it, they wanted to use it as well. And then it just kept growing just kind of organically that way. Fantastic. Renaissance, man. There we go. (laughs) Well, and speaking on that note, you know, diversifying a little bit more, you uh, have gotten into the wholesale side of things. Can you uh, tell me a little bit about that experience? 
So it's been a, a fun one. Um, I figured that uh, we've got 12 years of making awards and <clears throat> designing all these prototypes. And if I'd pitch a new award, I would make 15 different concepts to get that one award. So there's right. 15 new designs that never saw the light of day. Um, in over 12 years, it, it kind of really built up to a, a large database. And with that, with going through the different materials and working with different suppliers and really nailing down our supply chain, I realized that we were in a position that we could actually be helping other engraving shops a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of on the mindset that I would rather help someone else grow at the same time. And I would rather teach everyone how to do something a little better, a little easier, a little bit more profitable. And that's where I wanted to start offering the wholesale items because we've got the supplies, mm-hmm. we've got the machines to build the blanks. And it just kind of made sense to open that up to everyone else and kind of share the wealth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where, where are things uh, now and where are they kind of heading? So right now we have gs2awards.com up and live. Okay. Um, we've got our acrylic sheets on there and then acrylic blanks up to, I believe, one inch in thickness. Mm-hmm. And then we have stainless steel items as well for that. And then currently, as soon as I can uh, get through the snow, I'm going to be picking up <laughs> some wood sheets, photographing them, and then having our uh, wood sheet selection online as well so that uh, other shops could bring in the wood strips, cut it to what they would like to use it for and kind of design their own pieces. And then also we have some uh, wood awards that we have designed and prototyped already that are live on the site. Beyond that, we will probably be offering some stainless steel tumbler items here shortly as well for the wholesale market. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we also do a lot of UV printing on tumblers directly. So for the shops that don't have that equipment to offer, I would like to start offering that wholesale side to them so that we could do the uh, UV printing for them and then they could just sell to their customers without having to worry about buying that expensive piece of equipment. (laughs) Wonderful. Brayden, thank you so much for being on the show. Tell me, you know, where can people check out your stuff on Instagram, Facebook? uh, Where can people find you? So on Facebook, we have GS2 Awards. And then also uh, Glassmith 2 was our engraving shop that we're now moving away from and more so to the wholesale of GS2 Awards. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also GS2Awards.com. Awesome. Well, Brayden, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, not a problem. Thank you. Again, a big thanks to Brayden for being on the pod. And, you know, if you have any suggestions on what new venture he should get into, please send them to dmcneil at nbm.com. You'll see my email in the show notes on the website. And if you have any suggestions or topics you'd like to see covered on this show, send them my way. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and stay safe out there. Bye for now. <laughs>